This week's episode of Mummy's Mates is Human Mental Health Awareness Week 2021. We are all going through a hard time at the moment. If you are feeling low, depressed or anxious, call Breathing Space. Breathing Space are a free confidential phone service for everyone in Scotland. You can call them on 0800 838587. That's 0800 838587. From 6pm until 2pm on weekdays and 24 hours at the weekend. You can find out more at www.breathingspace.scot. That's www.breathingspace.scot. Okay, welcome to this week's Murray's Mates. It's a wee bit different this week. We've got a wee mini episode in light of some big news in Scottish non-league football this week. That news, you may have heard, is the proposal to let the Old Firm Rangers and Celtic B teams enter the Lowland League. The Lowland League, as you know, is the fifth division of Scottish football immediately below League Two. It is immediately above the West of Scotland League, where Largs Thistle play. It's been quite a controversial decision, but we got onto we got onto Murray got onto that in a wee minute. We that's also not been the only big news in Scottish football this week, as nine clubs have been have been given associate membership of the West of Scotland League. Some very interesting names in there, and we'll get onto that soon. I'll just like to start by thank you for listening. It's a it's a smaller episode tonight. We'll get back to the standard mummies mates soon. And just before we go any further, I'd like to Bank, I'd like to have a wee shout out to young Olivia, well, one of the largest youngest fans, two years old. If you want to feature in a future, if you want to get a shout out in a future episode, just message the Large Thistle page or leave a comment on the podcast website. Okay, I'll start with Murray because I think Murray, Murray, like myself, has been studiously studying the Colts team proposal. And if we could just explain a wee bit about, just explain a wee bit about what this is. For fans who may not necessarily be up to speed, basically, your players that are, especially at a club like Rangers and Celtic, they're assigned a professional contract. They'll be getting paid by the club. They'll be training every day, but they've not necessarily got gen- proper men's football to play because they're either playing against other coach teams, which Rangers and Celtic, along with I know at least Hibs, pulled out of like the actual Scottish league recently and opted to play friendlies or big named friendlies against them other teams instead because they thought that would help development. So the plan here is that these teams go into that league and they gain proper first-team experience playing against what is a good... uh, There's a lot of good standard teams in the Lowland League. Uh, There's a lot of teams that are not too dissimilar to ourselves, but you've got the like Kelly Hearts pumped a lot of money into it and you're going to have clubs in the future doing similar. Well, if we could just explain a wee, uh, just to clarify, the main aim of the Rangers Celtic B teams will be for young men aged 17 to 21. It's also, it must be clarified, it's, it's a little different to what we usually have as reserve football. Reserve football and, and, the, and the youth leagues had a bit of a reputation for being quite sterile. Not a lot of competitive, it was difficult for competitive players to break through there as many of the most competitive players immediately progressed up the ladder. And I think in some ways this is, in the eyes of the old firm and the clubs who have joined the league, a way to balance that out and to give them more competitive football. If, as you might have, uh, this will, cause the these, these teams will be youth and reserve players, and you may have heard Murray that they will play, it's expected to be in league for one year only. And both, and yeah, yeah, they are... One of the, one of the most controversial bits. And one of the kind of controversial aspects of it is it's one year, it's not a it's, you're talking about thinking about the future, but then you're also only saying it's for one year, which it very well may be longer than that. But at the moment, it's just a one off, which is strange, strange to say the least. I also think it's quite difficult to nail it down to one year because you'll remember when you played for Largs. I know it's possibly a bit of a reach comparing Largs 21s to Colts, which is Celtic Colts, but the idea is here. When you were playing for last 21s, there were men as young as 18 in a team, and there were men yeah, aged um, 21. Uh, in fact, 22, you could we could officially be 22 in that team. And you could play at that level yeah. for several years without necessarily having guaranteed progress. 
I could always, depending on the stature of your club as well, there was some that were maybe a 19s team that would have been successful at 19s, they'd moved up, but because they hadn't had an established 21s team already, they went straight into the second division as opposed to the Premier and things like that. That happened with Pollock at our age group, albeit we didn't get to play them because the league uh, got shut down before we had the opportunity to play any of the games against them. But it's a, it's a strange one. And then obviously one of the big things uh, that's been pointed out is the fact that both clubs uh, paid paid to get into the position they are in. Yes. Which might be part of the reason why we're only seeing Rangers and Celtic Colts at the moment as opposed to maybe some of the other clubs that would consider this idea because can they maybe not justify paying 25 grand as the kind of rumoured fee each to, to partake in a league? If, um, if my sums are correct, that means every team, every other team in that in, in the lower league, there's sixteen, the seventeen sides in the league when you exclude the old firm Colts teams. Or should it must also be clarified that has yet to be officially confirmed. It's not an impossibility. There may be a super league esque back, a backlash, and we end up just making memes about the old firm teams in the lowland league. But if they are confirmed to join the league. The lowland teams will receive, my understanding, slightly worth three thousand pound each, which not might might not to be stiff yep. that, but in the grand scale of things, for I don't think that would be a substantial sum for most. Again, I'd be quite happy to get three thousand pounds, but that's not yeah. necessary, and that's before we go into the argument regarding paying the way into the league. Because I wrote on Twitter, I before we go, I did write on my personal Twitter that. It's quite, it's not necessarily the look the league would want. The, at the moment, this might change in the future, but at the moment, if you want to play in the Lowland League, yeah, if you want to get promoted to the Lowland League, if we were to win the West Scotland League this season, we would be in a playoff against the East of Scotland League winners and the South of Scotland League winners. And that is only if we had, if, if our ground met, met, met league standards. And yet, then we will get promoted if we win these playoffs. There is a slight myth that promotion to be player to be play to, to receive a playoff to receive promotion is itself not uncommon. Because my German, I follow the German football league system, and there's three national leagues in Germany and five regional leagues at tier four. And these five league winners and runner up in the south the southwestern league in Germany enter playoffs and the winners get promoted. So it's not unusual and it's as uh but it's not, it's not a great, it's not the best of looks for a league which has actually done a heck of a lot right in the last 10 years. And it's like you say, it's, it's so challenging for a team from like our league, the West of Scotland League, to get promoted because so you've got like three teams competing for one space and that's every year. So, I mean, if you've got teams in our league that are looking to push on, you've got a maximum of one of them going up every year, assuming they can win the playoff against the team from the east and then the south. And then they are seeing two teams, albeit, yeah, I know they're not pushing for promotion further on at the moment, but they're just, they're, they're buying their way. It's not, a, it's not a great look. It's not a great look that they can just kind of bypass this pretty difficult system for the teams that have got long-term aims. I will put my neck in line and say that I have always supported the pyramid back when yep. even when the pyramid was relatively a the pyramid was not fully developed in the west of scotland until two seasons ago and it was i at times would be frustrated because you would hear you would hear statements from supporters well-meaning supporters and well-meaning statements worried about having to go to elgin on a wednesday night yes you technically you would have to but only if you went up to if you went up several leagues. They were also worried regarding the quality of the teams at the current Lowland and Hill League level. These worries are not to these I don't think they need because they're very good teams. I think we were also unfortunate being from the west of Scotland, where there was not necessarily a lot of a lot of knowledge about about senior non-league football. Uh, particularly before the East the Lowland League came into being. And a lot of the worries were, there was a, one of my friends made a, a slightly dark comment about how the old firm is, 
old firm Colts story was essentially the Christmas story. Like every Christmas you'd get an old firm Colts. You'd get an old, a, a suggestion of the old firm Colts coming to the league. And we dismissed it for a long time and it might be coming true. There are positive, there are, there are opportunities from the, from, from this proposal to the lower league teams. Yes. I mean, Colts teams at the lower league. And we'll get to them soon. But at the moment, it's not been a great week for Lower League, the way that this has been handled and the, the ethos and the way it's been handled. It's not been a great week so far. Yeah, it's, it's like like you said, there is um there is positive to it. And I'm I'm not objected to the the idea in general. It's more the kind of how it's been carried out that I'm that I'm slightly miffed at if you want to if you want to word it like that. Because the big, one of the big things, I've got a, a younger cousin who uh, at the moment is a, a Colts player at Rangers. He's on, he's in loan at Breakin at the moment and trying to get first team men's football under your belt at that kind of vital age, probably between 17 and 20, 21, is, is massive for players, especially if you're considering that Rangers and Celtic players should be considered, you know, the kind of the best crop in the country. So developing them should be a major thing to try and lift the standard of Scottish football. But I mean, I'm saying my younger cousins in loan at Breakin, like why has this been chosen as the way to do it? As opposed to saying, well, you've got all these players there, why aren't you trying to loan them out to other teams as opposed to hoarding them for your own, for the sake of what exactly, pretty much is uh, is what I'm getting at there. What the old firm coach, what the old firm would say, because Stephen Gerrard and Celtic interim manager John Kennedy have spoken in favour of the, the proposals. And there is, as you said, it is difficult for young men in that age group to break into football. It's still accepted that you need to get a decent standard of football as young as you can, so long as you're ready for it. Historically, there was always... The pro-youth, one of the problems that Murray will know as well, and a lot of young men listening will know us too, of the pro-youth level, there's a, I, there was the idea that many young men will be bought to join clubs when coach, when he hit age 15, 16, when co- many coaches in practice knew or at least suspected those boys would not be able to step up to higher level. But these teams have to be filled. And in this level, at the very least, they may, that's an emphasis on the word may, get more opportunities to an exit path. If if they when they realize if they realize that age 2021 20, the opportunities are limited in Rangers Celtic in the long term, they may have an exit path by playing at a consistent league level. And I, as I say, I'm not opposed to giving that opportunity. And I think many would agree as well. But it's it's a hard sell to go straight into the lower league. It's at a time when the lower league has done a heck of a lot of good. It's, it's done, a, done a very, it's changed. Sco- the, the last 10, less than 2013 it was, the lower league came into being. It's been a breath of fresh air for Scottish football. And I'm not the kind of person that thinks this will cause permanent damage to the family system. Because there is, but they need to ask if they feel this is the right way to integrate teams into the pyramid system. Because I don't doubt Murray would have, I don't doubt Murray, and Murray will probably get to this in a minute, and you may know Murray, uh, that Hibs was there, Hibs B team used to play in the East of Scotland League. Uh, Although off the top of my head, I may be wrong here, but off the top of my head, I cannot think of any players that have made a particular impact in future levels from that from playing there. I may be wrong there. I'll let Murray. I'll, I'll let Murray. I don't know. Murray's got quite inter- similar views to myself. Um, it's like it's like you said. Um, one of the things you touched upon, which is definitely uh, something that I've <laughs> um, I've always thought about, is when it comes to having an exit path out of these clubs because I think you're, you're right in terms of you know Rangers and Celtic especially I've got a team at you know reserve level under 18 level under 17 under 16 under 15 they've, they've got them right down so what they do is yeah they'll have players there that they might think they haven't got 
a future. They're, they're struggling to see a future for them at the club, but they'll keep them there because we need to have players to fill out all these positions and all these age groups that they've got because they're going to continue to field a team at every age group, no matter of uh, whether they think every player in that team has got a chance of making it. And what it does is it restricts their opportunities to then find a club elsewhere that does see a future for them or then later on, you know, if they're playing in the Lowland League, it gives them an opportunity to see the level they're at. You know, it, get, it lets them play against teams that perhaps will look at these boys and think, well, if he's not going to be playing for them next year, could he come to us? Could he do a job for us? Or, again, if a manager's coming to watch them from a team higher up, it'll give them a better idea of how they play in a proper competitive men's football scenario as opposed to the kind of pro-use structure where a lot of the teams try and play the same way that there's maybe not the same competitive edge because you're not fighting for promotion, you're not fighting for basically earning a bit of extra cash on top of uh, what you do part-time and you're playing against people that are you know, working at a nine-to-five job or whatever and then coming in and playing football it's a completely different style to the you've been grown up and nurtured in a, a pro-youth environment which is completely different to what you'll get elsewhere in the kind of competitive lower leagues. I do think one 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 ever that the lower league have made here is, well another ever is it's not clear what would happen if either of the old firm coach teams won the lower league. I, I according think, to the rules. I think what they're saying is like if they were to win it uh, it would go to the next below team or the next Lowland League team that was below them, a traditional Lowland League team. I'm, I must admit, I wasn't aware of that. And that was what we, I think it was accepted that the, the Rangers team themselves would probably not get promoted. But it was, it was not clear how this would impact, say, Spartans, Bonnie McGrose, Kelty. Obviously, and that is... A, Maybe at the moment they would argue it's a proposal right now and you need to... You can probably tell from what I've seen that I don't think... I think this... I, I'm, I, I don't think this will work in, in the long term. And I think you can probably tell. However, I, it might... If Lower League came out and explained how promotion allegation would work and how the, and how the old firm Colts... I recall, like, nothing came from this, I understand, but I recall several years ago in one of the German fourth divisions, there was a proposal to let the Chinese national under-23 team join, and they would play friendlies. Ultimately, never keep the pass. And that would probably not... But if Lordly can explain a little bit more how other teams will not be and how teams further down the pyramid will not will be negatively impact or even if there was a way players may have I think I think it would be difficult to, to see us happen in Scottish football but possible first choice first call on players leaving clubs like a kind of possibly a draft system uh, they might be able to save it but at the moment there's too many ambiguities there's a lot of ambiguities and that is just, it's a, there's a lot of ambiguities about it and there's a lot of very unhappy supporters in, in, in the lower leagues of Scotland. From, from what I've understood, it's um, so let's say Rangers and Celtic finish first and second, and yeah, then the likes of a uh, Bonnie Rig finish third. Bonnie Rig would then go into the playoff um, because Rangers and Celtic Colts can't win promotion, it's a one year thing, etc. etc. But what, what I don't understand, or what I'd feel slightly deprived of, is if I'm a player that's playing for the team that's then finished third place, obviously, assuming that they do well in the league is that you've had the best season of all the Lowland League clubs out with the Colts. Are you then not going to get to win a league title out of it? Yes, you get into the playoff and you could win promotion, which is the end goal, but there's I can't imagine there's much that compares to being the best team in your league. Yeah. You win the league title, you get a promotion. Is that going to then go to a Colts team that's been playing glorified friendlies throughout the year? Yes, it's about a kind of competitive edge if they are allowed to win the league, even if they can't play in the playoff. But it's just a bit, it's taken away from what the other clubs have worked so hard for. It's taken away a little bit of it. I'm reading Bonnie McGrose's statement here. Bonnie McGrose had a members meeting and 95% of, of, of the members voted against. Against against the old firm Goats joining the league. And Bonnie McGrose had quite a hard time getting into the lower, the lower league. 
with licensing, with Bodenrake is an excellent setup, but it's not as straightforward as having having the ground, having having the regulations, having everything signed off. And it was very difficult. They had to install floodlights for three weeks to get into Lord League after winning East of Scotland League. And it's Bonnevik have been very they've done they've been also as you said, if they finish third in the league and get promoted, that's not a title next to their name. I suspect they'd be happy to be promoted. But if you if you want to talk about you know, other kind of positives that could come out of it. One of the things I would say is if you are playing for a Bonnie Rig, an East Stirling, a Cumbernauld, you're going to play an old fan team, you're probably going to want to go out and kind of leave a marker out there. You're going to play an old fan team. You're playing a bunch of young boys who are probably going to see themselves as above the level you're at, you know, better than you. So it probably will be a lot of really good competitive games yeah. that I don't think they're going to make it easy for them by any stretch. So it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, I'm also quite interested. Do you know anything about where the Colts teams will be playing their games? That's not entirely clear. Rangers, Rangers, Colts have played one fixture I know of at Ibrox. That was against Wrexham last season in the Cup. Because uh, my, my cousins played a few games at Ibrox. So it's just because I'm assuming they can't play at another ground that's going to be used, especially if it's, you know, it's a Saturday league, isn't it, at the end of the day? So, you know, they're going to ground share with a club and that's the kind of awkwardness of turning and throwing a place home and away. Are they going to have their own home ground? Because, you know, obviously, I'd, I'd assume uh, Murray Park or Lennox Town and I forget what the other one's called, Barrafields, uh, are equipped to hold a proper game. But if you're going to call it a competitive game, realistically, you're expecting fans or whatever to come down and watch these games. They need to also have somewhere that can that can handle that. And having watched games at Murray Park before, um, I mean, there's one very, very small stand that's just kind of meant for the parents and things like that. So whether that's uh, good enough for a, a lowland league ground, I'm, I'm unsure. I'm sure a lot of the clubs in the league that have had to put a lot of money into infrastructure would have a lot to say about it. Rangers, when I'm looking at Rangers Colts, when they played in the Challenge Cup last season, or 2019-20, they only had one home game, and that was at Ibrooks. That was against Wrexham, and the crowd there was a, was actually a good crowd of 5,500. Wrexham themselves brought 900 fans. The Celtic... They didn't actually do... Rangers did better in the tournament the Celtic did. Celtic were put out by Falkirk. Rangers reached the semi-final. The previous season, Rangers Celtic under 21 actually lost 4-0 to Annan. In 2018-19, yeah, Rangers, Rangers Rangers played at Fourth Bank Stadium in front of 600 people. That was against Falkirk, where they lost 2-1. They've also played in the League Cup, because as you said, we don't have a lot of evidence to go on about where they would play. So at the moment, it's a wee bit of... If I'm wrong, and by the time we've had this, they've announced where they're playing, I will look very silly. But that is on the basis of on the basis of the information we have now. It's not clear where they would play. And that is that also the attendances, I'm so it may work because I said they may be like it or lump it, and for better or worse, the old firm have a significant hold of Scottish culture. A lot of if you if you even if you're not following the side of the old firm, you have an opinion in the old firm, and that may help make more interesting games. And also, while the crowds at the old firm, old firm when Rangers and Celtic have played in the Challenge Cup have been particularly low, and that and the athletic game being sub three hundred, that's not a given that it would necessarily be low in a league situation. Because the Challenge Cup is already a tournament which particularly struggles to to get to, to get mm-hmm. support. So it may work and it may it may work there, but at the moment there's more questions than answers. Simple there's simply more questions than answers. Maybe because of it's been such a long time since we've been able to have a proper season of football, that's what's been causing it. They might be they might be able to make us work. But we need to see more from the lower league and from the clubs themselves about how this situation would work. <laughs> it, 
it's like it's like we said at the at the kind of the beginning of this is it's not that I think the idea as a whole is a bad idea. I think it's just how it's been carried out. So in terms of I don't know what your opinion on this is, but if you were to do something like this, for me it's got to be a albeit it might not be the the best for development as such in the view of people higher up but in terms of the integrity of the leagues and the full future of it they've realistically got to be on at the same stage as any other new club that is joining the league has to start at so yeah you've got the likes of your new clubs that are coming in the nine clubs that we'll kind of move on to talk about later surely they'll feel slightly agreed that they put this work in and join the league but they've got teams that are just jumping straight into almost what their their end goal is without really having to do much about it. And I know the women claim they're on the competitive edge. <laughs> so it's a kind of laughable thought that you've got Rangers or Celtic Colts playing against your Salkitz Vicks, your Ardeas, your Irvin Vicks, your whoever else is in that league. But at the end of the day, it's the same path that every other team's got to build their way up. So why should two teams be able to completely bypass a system that a lot of clubs have fought tooth and nail to get in the first place? I don't know what you think of it, Paul, but... Personally, I would be quite interested in seeing Largs play. I personally would be interested in seeing Largs play the old firm goals. But that doesn't necessarily mean... That doesn't mean, I think, as you can tell, I don't think this has been handled well. And I think most people in Scottish non-league football and Scottish football do not think this has been handled well. You just need to go on Twitter. On the other hand, also, while Rangers Celtic has this for one season... That could be commended because that one side of it could be commended, but it could also be cynical that they're not committed to the pyramid as opposed to being committed to the pyramid by having youth teams. Like they're just, I feel it may have worked better. This is me reaching here slightly, and it's, I don't, I'm going to say that when I say this, I don't mean, I don't know. I'm not, this is not scientific, this is not the scientific base, but perhaps it's been a, an even younger team, like an under 19 team, played at, let's say, Scottish, like West of Scotland Championship level against the like, against your Sockets Vicks, Dorai Thistle. The quality, the player quality would have been probably more comparable to that level. And it might have been a little more interesting, a bit more injected. It might have injected a little bit more interested because we have to remember the West League is just two years old. This will be its second year. It's first season with fans. That might, and also you could have made a case for, let's say, Morton Pro Youth, Air Pro Youth, even teams with less developed Pro Youth systems to have came into the pyramid that way, as opposed to the two most recognisable teams going straight up to the lower league. It's just... It can work. It could work. But there's more questions than answers at the moment. And the fact that a few years ago, the Highlands League were offered anything else Caledonian Fistle Colts, and they said no. Yeah, but it's, it's just... Um, it's like you kind of slightly touched upon when you're talking about, like, yeah, if they are... If, they're going to commit to the pyramid and then they could then be a team that is playing for promotion and relegation because that's if they're joining in at the same kind of stages everyone else then I don't think anyone would be objected to that well maybe when they are in the lower leagues if they've got players that are more they want to develop a little bit further or whatever you know they can still get loaned out they can be farmed out to other clubs and then they've got maybe players who they think still need a bit of work or maybe aren't the best of the best they've got there that are competing in these games <laughs> You would love to see the kind of crowds that you would get if you're going to some of these kind of smaller towns that aren't that have never played a, a huge level of football in any recent times. If they're playing against, albeit young sides, but you're playing against a, a Rangers, a Celtic, or any other clubs that might then choose to go down a kind of similar path, it's gonna it's gonna generate a lot of interest for clubs that would maybe usually get 30, 50 fans down their games at a push. It'd be interesting to see how that would work. It would probably develop the the system a lot a lot more than just having a lot of you know, standard traditional clubs which probably aren't treating it all that different to they would have treated the old kind of system of junior football. One way they could have maybe, I touched on this, you would never get it working in Scottish football, but or you'd never get it working the way I'd like it to work 
when I mentioned Inverness Caledonian Pithlecoats, when they were declined membership of the Highland League a few years ago, many of their several of the young players instead went to Fort William. Fort William are a team who have historically struggled. They performed very well for the level. And maybe I suspect this might have been frowned upon by local footballers and, and Falkets, but let's say Rangers or Celtic could have loaned some of their excess younger players. Excess not necessarily meaning not good younger players, but players who might not quite fit into the team and loaned them out to a struggling side like a Falkets or a, or a fourth one of us or a and that might have got a bit more of interest and kept club, clubs kept going a little bit. It's not always worked because, unfortunately, they have had Anbank United have expected to be in the Bains next season. And they had a, their man, they and Luger had a connection with Air United, which itself did not work. However, mm. it could it could work if it, it could work perhaps with a bigger, uh, the biggest outfits, Rangers, Celtics. It's, it's just a thought, because I think it'd be a way perhaps to guarantee more youth football time as opposed to fully bringing in coach teams into the pyramid at this moment. It might have been a better thing to do. Oh, that's, that's one of the big things for me in terms of youth development is I think players should always look to get out on loan as early as they can, whether it's, uh, you know, to begin with a, a club like, a, like us, basically, are they coming out on loan to us to make their first steps? I mean, it's it's not as if by coming out on loan to Lags or coming out on loan to a Cumberland or something like that, that you're completely writing yourself off, that you're never going to make it at a higher level purely because you've went out on loan to a, a club that low down. At one point, it's just your kind of first footsteps into senior football because I just think sometimes the pro-youth setups are a bit wishy-washy. It's a bit much for much. And you're playing against players that are almost some, they try and play in a similar way to you would you then be better in going out and playing proper competitive football as opposed to playing with the people you're familiar with? You've, you know, you're never used to coming into a new dressing room or anything like that. It's, it's all not just about the playing side, but about a character building as well, probably more than anything else. But generally, the lower league, it must be stressed here that the Lowland League clubs voted 11-5 to 5 in favour with Kelty abstaining. Bonus, Bonnie Rigg, and Dolbiti Star and civil service strollers are amongst the clubs who said no. Um, if I was to add anything else, I'd just kind of summarise saying almost exactly what I said before. It's not a terrible idea. The idea of it is great, but is it the best way for it to be carried out? Is the loan system perhaps something that clubs shouldn't, I should try and utilise a bit more? In my opinion, yes. And if we're going to carry this out, as opposed to this one-time-only bypass straight into the kind of top end of the pyramid, is that how it should work? For the sake of the other clubs that are you know, putting a lot of money and are putting a lot of effort in to try and get themselves up to standard to see a bunch of non-competitive, two non-competitive teams bypass that system for what on paper looks like other clubs to get a lot, not even a great payday. It's a, it's not a great look. And it should definitely have been carried out a little bit better and perhaps with a bit more deliberation for with all the clubs involved as opposed to just the ones that it's directly affecting or that it seems to directly affect. But that's, I hold strong, strong views on uh, a lot of parts of youth football, particularly pro youth football, but hey ho. You might disagree here, but you know what I'd quite like? I'd like it if Lars in the twenties went to the west, went to the went to the, the I'd, I'd like it if he started admitting all under twenties teams into the, the lower leagues of the West of Scotland. <laughs> you can you never know. You never know. They can certainly make can be you can certainly be competitive in the in the lower reaches. And that's not a criticism of the young boys I had. I, I think I think that's a possible down the line that they might want to teams may because if Lars on the twenties would have to jump through hoops to get in the West of Scotland League, why not Rangers and Celtic? In slightly less controversial news, this week nine clubs have been awarded associate membership of the West of Scotland League, which will bring 
with Anbank, unfortunately, sadly, going into abeyance, that will bring the West of Scotland League up to 75 clubs, with another two clubs still in the uh, still in discussions about joining. Those clubs just you, someone out there is going to groan when I read the, the clubs' names, but. The clubs who have been admitted are St Peter's, who will play at Aventry Juniors, Heart Hill Royal, who previously played in the East of Scotland League. Largs went there years ago when they, when a team called Paul Kemet played in one of Largs' most famous Scottish Cup games. Harmony Row, a well-established boys uh, youth club, who played just by Brayhead Shopping Centre, Coastside Athletic. Fanart, a well-established amateur youth team from Glasgow Green. Glenvale from Paisley, Rimhill Sports Club, who are not directly connected with BSC Glasgow, <coughs> Westerton United from Knightswood Bearsden on the border of Glasgow and Eastern Bartonshire, and the one that most people are quite interested in, Campbelltown Pupils, which is a 150-mile journey from Lags. For reference, two teams who are still looked to, are still in discussions about joining. Arkle Bride Thistle, who are local to Murray. They are looking to, they were looking to play out of St Matthews Academy in Sulkets. And Stuart United, a team I'm quite happy to hear. Uh, Stuart, both these te- both teams are in the uh, Ayrshire Amateurs. Also must be clarified, yeah. Colbride Thistle are must not cannot be should not be confused with West Colbride Amateurs. So there's quite a few interesting yeah, um, names there. Any that's there's probably one that sticks out on you for particular Murray, and I think most of us will be the same. And I think I could tell. Well, yeah, um, I, I don't know how everyone else feels about it, but I would love to have to <laughs> to, to tell my work that I need a Saturday off because when I went to Campbelltown, and uh, one of the one of the big things, and my, my mates will love to hear this as well. We've always had a debate from this uh, this side of Ayrshire that we only ever see one side of Arran. What does the other side look like? We have no idea what goes on around the other side of Arran. Is there even another side of Arran? So. <laughs> If we were to play Campbelltown, I could finally answer the burning question. When I'm sitting, you know, rough on a Sunday morning, I'm always thinking, what does the, the back of Aaron look like? And I can finally have an answer to that question, <laughs> which is Cam- the main thing for me about Campbelltown joining the league. Campbelltown are definitely not to be stiffed at, because Campbelltown pupils, well, the original Campbelltown pupils joined the Scottish Amateur League in 1977. I once read that in the late seventy, the late seventies, early eighties, they would get crowds of seven hundred a game at times, and they would get three hundred to three hundred season ticket holders. They've been a decent team in the past. They have won the Scottish Amateur Football League. This was in the year two thousand, I believe. I said I don't doubt they were a the first team that everyone was excited about because a few months, a few months back, Colin, uh, Colin Boy did imply a team from the fringe of Scotland were looking to join the league. So it's certainly by far the, by far the, 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 the team that have gathered the most attention. But they're also joined by St. Peter's, who P, PK and Dak, uh, PJ and Dak's podcast, uh, uh, who are the creators of PJ and Dak's podcast, and Glenn Bale, who are uh, in Finart, a team I'm quite interested here, have joined as well as uh, um, um, went to, yeah, uh, a, a team who've got some history of football team. Yeah, um, Finner's one that will definitely interest the Soul Brothers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I knew they we would. Had, uh, I, I, I don't even know where it came from, the rivalry between us and Finner. Probably because we pumped them three times. That, that's the way that I'm going to say it. The cost in the league title and we put them at the quarterfinals of our cup. They'll never let, let us live it down. We're too good to handle for them. Albeit the match reports that their coach wrote say, said otherwise. In terms of football, we apparently played, and in all capitals, Paul, nothing. Well... 5-2, five, 3-0, five, and 2-1 uh, would say otherwise, but hey-ho, who am I to, who am I oh, to we judge? It'll be interesting to see if any of the boys' club players uh, are still at the club. I don't, did they have an amateur team beforehand? Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see if a lot of the boys that we played against are still at the club and things like that, because it'll be quite interesting. Also, not sure where they'll play out of. Uh, when we played them, they played at Glasgow Green. Uh, Glasgow Green. But I don't know if that's where the amateur team will ever played as well. I believe they were looking at Peter's Hill, but I don't think they're the only team doing so. So that may, yeah. and maybe one there, and knowing me, this 
Well, this, by the time this podcast will be out, we'll have, another, we'll have another new world. But I'm understanding once we're going to play Peter's Hill. For the listeners, the way this league, this will be the, this is, these 19s and Kilbride and Stuart and if they join too, well, it'll be the West of Scotland 4th Division. They will have associate membership until they are fully, they meet all ground criteria. There is a proposal. I had wrote on Twitter that I looked forward to the, the prospect of going to Campbelltown. That might not necessarily happen soon because there is a proposal where if Campbell, if teams who do not meet the standards of the league must play their cup games away from home. So it might be a little bit of time before we get a big trip. And also, I uh, understand when those teams meet the standards, they will automatically be promoted to rest, to the other, to what would be the third division or what is now what are now the conferences. So it is. So it's, it's essentially a development, it's a league within a league, a development league, but it's also, it's quite a good way to get teams signed up because I've, this is what I, this is what I was looking forward to when we joined the pyramid. I felt it was a, a real opportunity for, you would go and, we would go and message boards and people would always want, three the teams that I, people would always want a team to, a trip to Oban or Danoon or Rossi. And we've got Campbelltown, so it's a start. And Campbelltown's a lovely place. I go there, I go there once a year. And certainly, is there any teams you obviously is there any teams you particularly as biased as you can as you, as you, you can be as biased as you like or uh, Murray, but are there any teams you'd particularly be interested in seeing join the, the West of Scott the West of Scotland League in the near future? Um I, I, you know what um my mum and dad lived in Oban for years. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. through to Oban a few times. It's a great place, and as much as it's not a, a bus journey or a car journey, I would fancy because the road through there is far from fun. It would be a great away game, especially if obviously I've got friends and uh, friends and things like that through there. So, you know, probably a night stop for me, <laughs> if nothing else. Also, but, quite yeah, a, maybe a team like that. Quite a good team, Oban, because they have been. Scottish the Amateur the Cup always, semi-finalist twice in the last 10 years, I believe. Yeah, they've always done well. Um, anytime I've seen the results or anything like that pop up, uh, I believe my, my dad might even be a former Oban Saint, but I'd have to double-check that one, because I know you said the standard up there was always great. Um, and then they've got, I forget the name of the ground, which is terrible. They play at like the Shinty final and all that up there, so they've, all, they've got decent infrastructure up that place. How? Yeah, up that way. How? How able to be to use that as a challenge? Because I understand open player of one and open saints have access to free grounds, and they typically use Glen Cruton and the Bon. Uh, a Mossfield Stadium is the Shinty ground, and they also have access yeah. to the, the the secondary school ground. Glen Cruton is basic. I've been up there. It would, it was, it would. It's a basic amateur ground. It's a nice amateur ground, but it is basic. Mossfield would probably have. Difficulty with the shinty season in the secondary school ground would probably struggle to meet standards. Yeah. Campbelltown, Campbelltown's playing in a fully enclosed, it's an enclosed ground. I do not know what the change rooms are like. That could be the one that is one that is always going to be a qualification a lot of clubs have to consider. The amount of space you've got in changing rooms. I've been to Campbelltown, I've been to the ground, but I've never been in the changing rooms. So that is that is it's not as straightforward as. Been having an enclosed ground, having cover. There's a lot of things. There are quite a few things you need, to, but a lot of it is common sense because there is a lot of stuff that any established junior team, historical junior team, does have. But amateur football wasn't didn't amateur football was a little more relaxed with its rules because of the nature of amateur football. Um, One team I'd love to you mentioned Aaron. Aaron does have a football league. It's not yeah. attached to the pyramid, uh, even the amateur pyramid. It's standalone. Yeah, yeah. I, you need... have a, they've got a Sunday amateur team. They've got a Sunday amateur yes, team. one of the we used to boy Archie McNichol used to play for us from Avon. Well, boy, yeah, same age. Went... He's almost my age. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it? Is it? Or was it Athelie? Yes. Recently? I'm sure. He. Yeah. Uh, he I. I might be wrong here, and I might. If I'm, I believe it's true. Though. I believe this was true. If I understand, and they have a team in the uh, the Asher Sunday League, they do have a team in the Asher Sunday League. 
I understand you intended to apply for the Ayrshire Saturday Amateurs a couple of years ago, but were asked to play in the mainland and said no. Which is it's difficult. Is it having been out myself? It's, it's a lovely place to go, but it's an expensive journey. Yes, you've got the journey and you've got the, the what's it called the, the how temperamental it is. I mean, we can get a game called off because it's raining. You can get a game called off because it's stone. You can get Arden away called off because it's too windy for the ferry, <laughs> which is uh, or you get the you could go over there. You could get over there fine, but if the ferry's not coming back, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'd love. I would love it. Thank you for I would love it if Yashiv Amateurs were more integrated with Bermud because I think amateur football, amateur football, I think there are teams in Yashiv Amateur football that could step up. And I would love because I was delighted to hear that Stuart United, they were one team I was always, Stuart United, I'm a, uh, Stuart United are, are, are great in social media. And as a social media man, I love that. Another two teams who I was certainly keen to get involved were actually three teams where my actually four teams were my local team, Busby, who mm-hmm. I was a bit surprised Busby showed no interest. I'm I'm fairly sure Williamwood High School Plainfields could at least meet or close to meet the standards for the development league. Might be a diff- might be difficult in the future though. Gifted North, a very established amateur team who I've got friends involved with. Uh, and Eaglesham. Eaglesham would be a bit harder, a bit harder as they play on an, an open park. And you may not be so aware, Murray, but in uh, if a few weeks, I believe one of them, the, the, the Grunghopper's favourite football leagues in Scotland was about to start, the fourth in Endwick League, which is for Stirlingshire up, up Grimmon up Aberfoyle. That is beginning in a few weeks. Bremen is a lovely place to go and they have an enclosed ground with the, an enclosed ground as an outside and fencing them on the ground. Change rooms are wee, so that probably disqualify them. But I'd love a, but that'd be a great place to go for a day. That's a very interesting league actually because if you're up in that neck of the woods it's quite good. It's midweek football. It's midweek football. They have a wee fixture card. They used to also have a rule you could only play for the teams if you lived in the town, but they relaxed. They abolished that rule, understand, due to fallen player numbers. Uh, so it's certainly an exciting time. And, uh, and I build yeah. up to your superior knowledge in Aaron, in the weather of Aaron. Um, there's a, a fun fact for you, Paul. I have, in fact, played a game for Stuart and United. Oh, cool. When was this? Played a pre-season... A pre-season tournament it must have been. It was just about the time I was I'd left Salkot, so I was back kind of in between that season. Um, my dad's friend uh, used to take to do with them, and at this point, like my my ankle was was gubbed. Uh, I I done I done ligament damage, and uh, my dad told him that, and he said basically it's either Murray or a fifty year old who's not played <laughs> 10, 15 years, so we'll take him with his sore ankle. <laughs> It was un- it was fun. It was interesting, but uh, I I don't believe we won. I think I think we may get beat, but it was some sort of preseason tournament. It was a good laugh anyway, because the the after up at Stewart's great. Uh, I quite enjoy it personally. But quite, I will say it's quite some. As the older large fans will remember Heart Hill Royal because Heart Hill Heart Hill Royal been in existence for thirty years, but previously there was a team Paul Kemet who played in Heart Hill at their ground. Lags played them in 1976 and beat them 5-2 in this fourth round of the Scottish Junior Cup, which my dad, as a 17-year-old, went to that game. It was still one of Lags' memorable scores. A lot of older supporters will talk to you about that game, so I'm pleased. So it's certainly a name that will resonate with older Lags fans. It's also got a love, they've also got a lovely local park, Paul Kemet Park. If there's, a, if there's anyone that's a bit interested about Campbelltown, I know a view from the terrace done a brilliant feature on them. Uh, which was oh, dead that. interesting. I, I, I think it might have been them that done the one on Aaron, but I might be wrong on that one because I know Aaron definitely had a feature on it when they came into the Sunday League. Uh, yeah, they've done one in Campbelltown. They've done one on Darville uh, at one point as well. I know that. Uh, they've done one on Pollock and things like that as well. Uh, oh. It was a pretty good watch. So uh, how long in terms of in terms of Kilbride, I'm interested to see how Kilbride got on because. Uh, well, I don't know if I should know, but uh, I know that they are no longer able to use the park at St Matthews they wanted to use. Oh. 
there may or may not have been some sort of objection about a West Kilbride team playing in Selkirks, albeit it's only five, ten minutes down the road, but hey-ho. Because they were, they were planning on doing good things with that ground and it was not used anyway. The bit that they were... I, I've, I've not played in the park in years down there. I only ever used it for school games and things like that, but um, it's a bit of a shame because I know Sean Kenny, the, the ginger Mourinho, they call him. He's got, he's got a great setup down there. Um, so into his football, he runs... He runs the club really well, so it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they do with it because I know they've got amb- ambitious plans for sure. They've a team, absolutely. Uh, hold on before we go, and I know to bump the subject back to everyone's the team that everyone's been talking about and uh, joining. Hold on till I try yep. my very best to convince David Blackwood, the Lag Settle president, to to book a bus for us to go to Campbelltown for a pre-season friendly. I, I don't know. I'd love it. It'd be a great pre-season friendly. Oh, but I've never really been in a, a long bus journey for an away game. Even uh, I never really got a proper run in the Scottish Cup at Boys Club. So we never really got any any particular long away games. Keep it going away. You take a bus. You don't take a car. It's much more enjoyable to sit in the bus. That's what I enjoy. Even last, yeah, going, really, going to Trinette last really week. Yep, you don't need to worry about you don't need to worry about, don't need to worry about driving. Yep. Before we go, I'll also I'd like to congratulate obviously I'd like to obviously put out this podcast. Much of views expressed are my own and are Murray Murray Grayson's own views. We have however we are fair, we understand there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion regarding when we're discussing the Oldham Gope teams earlier that there's a lot of positive and negative negatives to the idea. We're also we're fair. We are. I think I don't think it'd be breaching. I don't think it'd be breaching partiality to say we're very excited to see these new nine teams, new nine teams in the league, and we hope this is the start of even more teams coming towards the West of Scotland League. And we'd like to congratulate all teams who have a plat, who have even teams who are unsuccessful in our application, who are interested. Let's congratulate all teams who are joining, and we look forward to playing you in the near future. And this has been a bit of a podcast of a difference tonight because Murray, we Murray, we have an absolute corker of a podcast coming up, so I could, but I won't be saying any more in a moment. Uh, Murray and me have enjoyed speaking to you tonight, and I'll let Murray have the last couple of words. Yeah, uh, no, thanks for coming on, uh, Paul. As usual, uh, it's it's good to do something a little bit different, and it'll be good to hear if people are interested in me and you rambling on as opposed to uh, <laughs> talking to different people all the time. Um, it's good to have something to actually talk about, I suppose. It's like you said, uh, they always bring this up about Christmas, so they've got a few news stories and well, that's what it's given us. It's given us something else to talk about, so uh, no complaints on that part. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, regardless of opinion of it, to see how it all unfolds next year, assuming that it goes ahead as planned. And I'm looking forward to getting back next season. It's not too long now, so we can hopefully see People back in Barfield again. Not long at all. And just before, again, I'm Paul Lane. I'm been Murray, Murray's mates with Murray Grayston. Thank you for listening tonight. And we'll speak to you soon. Just before we go, remember to stay safe, to follow all the guidance regarding COVID law. And when you're offered the vaccination, please take it. From me and Murray, goodbye and good night. Have a good night. <laughs>